You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome to episode 10 of The Lightwalker's Path. I'm Serena Myers, and today I want to share with you my two tools to get straight to the truth, the truth of it, the truth of your heart. Um, When I've been really doing a lot of exploration lately around my brand, about myself, about what I stand for, and truth is my core value. It is the one thing that sort of governs everything that I do. It's everything that I've been doing for years, but I saw it as kind of different facets of truth. And I thought it was really important because I do feel that being able to have these honest conversations with ourselves so that we're able to get to our heart's truth so that we can then live it is the key to happiness. And in my own personal practice, and certainly uh, in the work that I do with clients, I have two tools in particular that I work with more than any other tools, including my psychic gifts. And I thought that I would like to come and have an episode entirely dedicated to that so I could share it with you and maybe inspire you to find what your tools for truth are. So I think most people look at truth as this really black and white thing. You're either telling the truth or you're lying. And while I personally am comfortable with that sort of nice, clear-cut definition of truth, I also am aware that it's never that easy, that simple. And the hardest part is that it's not just a matter of not lying. Because the majority of the lies that we tell ourselves and even to the people that we love around us They're unspoken lies and they come from a place of ignorance. They're not actually conscious choosing of lies. We're not trying to deceive ourselves or the people that we love. We're just not really clear enough and we haven't really been taught to get clear so that we can show up in these full holistic ways. So while we're not conditioned to be able to have these conversations with ourselves and we're certainly not totally taught the reflexive tools that we need to be able to do it on our own. The other side is that we have this other element that's kind of hitched a ride. It's our own personal shadowy hitchhiker that has a way of sabotaging any of the work that we do do. And that would be the ego. So the ego, the shadow self, whatever you want to call it, basically it's that part of us that wants to keep us small and separate and hidden and quiet and blending in. So it's anything to not rock the boat. And let's be honest, truth telling, it rocks the boat. And the reason why I bring up the ego, because I could honestly do an episode entirely dedicated to that, but the reason it's so intrinsically important to talk about it in the space of truth telling is because it's hitched along with us. It's like I said, it's the shadowy hitchhiker that's sitting in the back seat that we don't even know is there. But while we're learning and growing um, on our own and on this journey, so every book that we read, every therapy session that we get into, um, every meditation that we do, while we are getting wiser and more deeply connected and we're learning about ourselves and these new aspects of ourselves, the ego is doing it alongside us. And so 
we start to, you know, use the ego as this thing that we are learning about along with ourselves. We're allowing it to speak up so that we can follow the breadcrumbs that it lays so that we can see what parts of ourselves are left to heal. And we start to develop this way of being able to identify its tricks. And that's all well and good, except once we call the ego out a couple of times because we can see through its bullshit now, it gets smarter. So remember when I said it's learning along with us? It knows all the same things that we do. So I'll give you a perfect example. One of the tools of the ego is its ability to say really convincing things. It tells us what we want to hear or sometimes what we don't want to hear. But it sounds really convincing and it's to the point where we sometimes will actually even confuse it with being like a divine message that we've received either from our guides or our angels. But when we get divine messages, they are clear and simple and to the point and they are total truth. And the ego tends to like to confuse us, likes to take us down a path of distraction. It tends to be very flowery and eloquent in its ways. So it's persuasive, but it's wordy. But as soon as I learned that about it, (laughs) and as soon as I started to call it out, so whenever I would hear things and go, oh, is that a divine message? No, it's really convoluted. It's really flowery. It's not really you know, clear and simple to the point, then the ego just started to speak really concisely and shortly and got a little bit more convincing. So we do have to be kind of aware of that when we're doing this truth work and we're doing any type of work, honestly, that we're doing this constant mm, assessment, I guess would be a way of putting it, of is this ego or is this essence? Just so that we can make sure that we have the right part of ourselves in the driver's seat making the decisions. So the two tools that I personally use that are like my truth-telling, truth-seeing superpowers are working with the angels and working with the Akashic Records. And I'll tell you a little bit about what each of those are in case you don't know and why they are really powerful tools for truth. I'm going to start off with the Akashic Records. It tends to be the sort of least known of the two. Inside this space is a library of volumes of every lesson your soul has experienced. So in this life and in every other and across all planes and times and dimensions and layers of consciousness, everything that your soul has experienced to date and going forward, everything that it will experience is housed in this hall of records. And so you get greeted by the record keepers, which are effectively angels of your soul. And they've been there forever as long as your soul has been in existence. And by accessing these records, you're able to understand situations and things that are playing out, how they've, you know, how they've happened before and different patterns that you've been in. You're also able to do healing in the records so that you can heal it at the time that it happened and have a ripple effect into the moment that you're living now. But the insight that you can get access to in this space particularly because it's an ego-free zone, like the ego cannot get into your hall of records with you. It is the most objective way, I guess, of being able to do things. So particularly if you're spiritual but very analytically geared, this is a wonderful way for you to be able to get information because I know if you're anything like me, when you can understand things better, it helps you to kind of assimilate it a little bit better. So I know I do a lot of processing in my head before it even makes it into my heart and consecrates its truth. 
So that's why I really love the Hall of Records. Yes, I certainly appreciate being able to release energy and to do healing in that space so that I can reap the benefits now. But be, being able to get past all of my own bias and bullshit that my human conscious limited mind can come up with now and be able to see how this has been a recurring thing so I can understand why things are happening now, particularly when they don't feel especially rational. It's so helpful for me to be able to track my past lives, to track these, track these different incarnations and say, oh, this is how this has happened before. This is what's happening now. And the thing that's really cool about this too is that like the way I'm describing it is really in challenging times. So we're looking at like, you know, shitty patterns, but there's actually a lot of positive stuff in there as well that we're able to leverage and bring back into the now. So skills that have gone untapped and wisdom that we hold and um, different like ways of helping that we maybe wouldn't have even thought of. You know, I've had clients who um, have a particular set of skills and then I can open up their records and I can see... I remember in one case, there was a woman, I could see her as this old wise woman of the village and I could see what she looked like physically. And I was able to tell her like, oh, have you explored herbalism? Have you explored plant medicine and all these different facets that I could so clearly see was wisdom that her soul already carried from this past life. And sure enough, they were things that she'd always felt drawn to, but hadn't actually explored herself. And this was kind of the nudge that she needed to be able to dive in there. So the analytical part of my brain that loves information and loves to kind of like noodle it around a little bit before my heart can say, yes, I'm on board and this is true for me, loves the Akashic Records. And again, it's an ego-free zone. So I'm able to look at that information really objectively and it doesn't feel, oh, I don't know, heavy or hard or confusing. It doesn't, you know, there's no saboteur in there. So that really helps. The thing that's really beautiful in the sessions that I run too is that it's very permission-based. So you know, we're all at different levels of readiness when we're doing this type of work. And some of us can mm, digest, I guess, information and energy a little bit easier or faster than others. And so I'm able to be able to determine kind of someone's readiness, their energetic receptivity. And they'll always be asked if they're ready to go deeper. And they always have the ability to say no. And so for people who are a little bit nervous or uncomfortable with doing any kind of work like this, particularly if they're not used to doing reflexive work where they're actually like getting to their heart's truth and being able to really honor what might be in there that's gone unexplored, uh, the Akashic Records are a really beautiful tool for that. And my work with the angels has been another just, for lack of a better word, it's been a godsend. You know, I have been drawn to angels for a long time, but I had a lot of resistance to them. I've talked in past episodes about how I was raised Catholic. And so anything remotely biblical kind of brought up resistance for me. I really just had my walls up and I really saw them as, to be honest, like pretty unapproachable and unreachable. So angels are essentially, they are extensions of God. I know one teacher has um, actually very poetically described them as the heartbeats of God. And there is that. And in many ways, it actually is a way of making God more accessible. And particularly to those who've been wounded by any kind of church upbringing, I think it's actually a really nice bridge gap to be able to have access to God without actually calling it that in a way that might make you uncomfortable. 
And the thing that is really beautiful about working with our angels, and in particular, our guardian angel, because while there's, I can do a whole episode on angels that'll talk about the different archangels and what they're here to do, everyone kind of has a job in some capacity, but our guardian angel's job is to just be like our personal jack of all trades. And they're not just here for this life. They've been the same angel that has been by our side since our soul's very existence. So you can see where that overlap happens with the Akashic Records. They have really been like, they're like the OG angel, they're ride or die. And the thing is, when you have someone who knows you like that, who has witnessed everything that you've been up to for every single life, there is such a love and an appreciation and an acceptance of you in a way that you are really not able to do for yourself. Because we're not angels, we're human, we're programmed, we're baggage, we've got all this stuff, right? And they have the ability to see past all of that. So when we look at ourselves in the mirror, even when we think we're looking at ourselves with kind eyes, we might notice our wrinkles or our cellulite. We might notice that our eyes aren't feeling as sparkly as they used to because we're not feeling as sparkly as we usually do. We might think about how tired we are or how it's Monday or how we feel really guilty for something we did, something we ate, something we spent money on. We're really, we're really heady creatures. And all of that headiness really keeps us out of our hearts. And so when we are trying to see our truth, whether that's through journaling or meditation or therapy or you know, shamanic journeying, whatever that looks like for you. When you're doing this truth work, particularly when it's not being guided by someone on the outside, or when you're not working with the angels, when you're just driving it yourself, everything that you see, even when it is with the most kind eyes that you have available to you, is not exactly untarnished. We always have like a little bit of a mucky filter when we see ourselves. And the angels don't. They see past our tax returns. They see past our pile of laundry. They see past the shitty things we think about ourselves. And they see our hearts. They see our love. They see our potential. They see every ounce of goodness within us that is untapped in every cell of our being. And so when you're doing this really vulnerable work of getting to your heart's truth, of shining light into the shadows, of digging your shit up, when you're, you know, opening up the closet, pulling out the skeletons and giving them a dust off, what better co-pilot to have than someone who can see you with that much love and acceptance? There is literally no one better. And if you'd like to start working with the angels, if it's something that you haven't done already, I have just released an Angels 101 beginner course that gives you all the foundational information that you need to be able to start working with your angels. And you are able to access that on my website, serena.ca. That is it for this week's episode, my loves. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. I will be back next week with a new episode, and I am so excited to see you there.